Lekutah Sicha is Chedlik Chav Gimel, Parsha Bamidbar Sicha Aleph, a summary of the Sicha. The Pasuk says, in the beginning of the Parsha, it tells about the census that was taken. That in this census, they were going to uh, count each uh, tribe and the sum total of all the Yidin. And Hashem said, told Moshe Rabbeinu, that he should, along with him and Aaron, should also be the leaders of every Shevet. So the Pasuk says, these are le- names all of the, the leaders of each Shevet that was going to be part of the accounting. And he says, these are the ones that were called upon from the, from the community, the leaders of every, of every Shevet, um, the heads of the groups of thousands of Yidin, they were like the upper echelons of the hierarchy that Yisrael, Moshe had instituted by uh, the advice of Yisrael. And then Rashi explains about this, that these are the ones that are called upon from the community. And he explains, they are the ones that are summoned for every matter of importance. They are the ones that are called upon for every matter of importance in the community. So we have to understand, what is Rashi coming to explain here? What is he, it, that's what Kruyeda means. Then the Rashi continues and he says on the next Pasuk, Vayikach Moshe Moshe and Aaron took these people that had been named, So Rashi now um, points, you know, he quotes the Pasuk, these people, and he explains these twelve Nesiyim. Then he continues, quote, uh, quotes from the Pasuk, Asher Nikfu, that were named, and he explains, Loi, that were named to him here by their names. So we have to understand what this Rashi is trying to explain as well. It's as if Rashi is trying to say that it's these Nesiyim and not some other people that we're talking about. Hanashamaila refers to some other people as some want to say that we might have thought that it's talking about other people that were identified to him by their names in some other place. So Rashi says, no, it's these same Nesiyim that had been named to him the twelve names that were listed in this parish. But even though the Mepharshim explained it that way, but why would we think that there is a whole new set of people that are being introduced here without telling us who they are and without telling us why they're suddenly introduced. Why would we think that it's talking about other people that Rashi has to tell us, no, it's the same Nasim that were named to him. So in other words, it should be clear that these people are referring to the Nasim as Rashi in fact tells us that it's Nasim. But the question could be asked, why then are they referred to as Anoshama which leads us to Rashi having to explain, no, no, we're talking about the same people. Why doesn't the Pasuk simply say the Nesim? Why does he say Anashamela? Change the description of who they are from what he's been saying all along, that they are the Nesim of the Shvatim. So to understand this, we have to understand another few things in this Pasuk. First of all, why are these two Psukim necessary? By these two psukim, I mean Eila Kriya Eida. These are the uh, the ones that were called upon from the people, the head, the, the heads of the Shvatim, the heads, the Rosh Alfi Yisrael Haim. Why do we need that pasuk? We just finished naming them by name. Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu, "Choose twelve and then this twelve Nesiim. They should be with you." And then goes through naming each one. Why does he say these are the ones that were chosen that were that are going to be lead, lead uh, along with Moshe for the count? 
it's obvious that's what we're talking about till now. Also the next Pasuk, and Moshe and Aaron took these people that had been named. Obviously, if Hashem told them to do that, of course that's what they did. When uh, There are many, many commands in the Torah which Hashem tells Moshe to do, and it doesn't follow up by saying, yes, they did, and Moshe Rabbeinu did what Hashem had told them to do. Why suddenly here does he have to say that? Another question. Why does the Torah find it necessary? In other words, why does Hashem find it necessary to tell Moshe Rabbeinu the names of each Nasi of the Shevet? And he goes through each one. He is the, the name and the Nasi of this Shevet. The name 12 times. Why is that necessary? Since this whole story took place, as the very first Pasuk in the Parsha says, in the Chumash says, Ba'echad Hashemi on Aleph, Aleph of the month of Ir, of the second year, which means it's a month after Hakamas HaMishkan. Hakamas HaMishkan took place on Aleph Nisan. From Aleph Nisan until Yud Beis Nisan, these same twelve Nesim, which are named in Parsha Nasai, brought Karbanas in the Mishkan. So Moshe Rabbeinu is well aware of who these Nesim are. Why does he have to be told by Hashem that these are the names of the Nesim of the tribes? if the Torah was trying to tell it to us so we don't know about it yet we don't know their names yet because it's only brought up in Parsha Nasi. but since Hashem is speaking to Moshe you take these 12 leaders and these are the names of the leaders why is he telling him something that he knows already at least for a month so explain, to explain this Rashi says quotes the words the ones that are summoned by, from the people, called out from amongst the people, and he says, These are the people that are summoned, called upon for every matter of importance in the community. What is Rashi trying to say? Rashi is saying, these twelve Nasim were given a new appointment at this time of the story they were not just to be seen anymore as the leaders of their individual tribes they are going to now be seen as the people in charge of everything or called upon for everything of importance in Klal Yisrael and this is a follow up to what Rashi said earlier, Rashi says along with you for the count will be one person from each shavit. so Rashi says when you count them the people that you didn't, they should be they should should be along with you the nasi of every shavit. Rashi is telling us over there that I would think you would think that when Moshe Rabbeinu and Aram were counting shavit Ruvain, so the the nasi of shavit Ruvain should be along with them. When they're counting shavit Shimon, then the nasi of shavit Shimon should be along with them. So Rashi says no. They, all 12 of them, have to be along for the counting of the entire Klal Yisrael, of every Yid. And Rashi knows that that's the Pshat. Because it says, yiyu. He doesn't simply say in the Pasuk that you and Aaron, shall, together with the Nasim, should count the Yid. It says, yiyu, making it something unique and distinct. They shall be along with you, is bringing our attention to something different is happening here than what we would expect. Not that the, the Nasi of Reuben should be there for Reuben, but that they have to be with you for the entire count of every Yid. So then we have to understand, why does, what is the necessity of the Nasi of Shevet Reuben? What's he doing by the counting of Shevet Shimon? 
Why is he along for that? Moshe and Aaron have to be there because they're the leaders of the entire Klal Yisrael. But the Ruvain, the Nasi of Ruvain, is only the leader of his Shevet, and the Nasi of Shimon of his Shevet. Why does he have to be there? Why do they all have to be there for the counting of all the Yid? So for this, Rashi says, Kriye Ha'eda Hashem appoint, gave them a new appointment. Don't see them anymore as merely the leader of his own Shevet. They are the people that are called upon for every matter of importance. And the counting of the Yidna is a matter of importance. So they are given a new position. They have to be there for the entire, for everything. Then when, they count, when Reuben's uh, leader has to be there for the counting of Binyamin, because he's the leader of the entire Klal Yisrael as well, all 12 of them together. Which now can we, we can understand why the Abishtan named each of the Nesim when he was talking to Moshe Rabbeinu, who knew the names of all the Nesim. The reason is he was giving them a new appointment, bringing them to a new status, elevating them to a new status. We know that when Hashem wants to give someone a, new, a position, and He has to give them the koiches to be able to manage that position, to be able to deal with that position, to be successful in that position, the way the Ebeshter calls it is, karasi b'shem. It says by Betzalel, when Hashem told Moshe that I have appointed Betzalel to be in charge of building the Mishkan, He says, Re'ei karasi b'shem Betzalel ben Uri, I have called him by name. And I filled him with the spirit of Hashem, meaning to say Hashem uses calling out your name as a way of giving you that elevation, giving you that status, and giving you the kaychas that is needed. So therefore, yes, they were known from the Karbanas. They had been appointed as Nesim of the Shvatim. But now they were being appointed as Nesim Klolim of the entire Jewish community, for that they were getting a new elevation. How does Hashem give a new elevation with new kaychas? By giving them names, by calling their names. And that's why he called their names to Moshe again at this time. And that's what Rashi means when he says the, sa- the second Rashi. Ha'anoshima Eila, these people, which, which Rashi says the twelve Nasiim, these twelve Nasiim, that were called by names. Rashi is not trying to tell us that it's not new people that we're talking about, it's the very same people. Of course, that's what it is. But Rashi's trying to say, it's the same Nesiyan that we were talking about, but they were given new, they were now called by name with a new position. That's the point that Rashi's making. And that's why the Pasuk says, Ha'anoshim and doesn't simply follow the earlier pattern of calling them Nesiyan. The point is that they are along for this um, project not because they're Nasiim. They're along because they were given a new position. Anashama indicates and signifies the new people, this new group, the new position that they were giving. That's what we're bringing them along for as. So fine, we understand that they were given a new position. The question is, why Taka were they given a new position? What do we need them why do you need the, the leader of Ruvain to be the present by the counting of Shimon? What is it necessary for? And that because we need him along for that, we also have to give him a new position. He's a, a more general leader, not just a leader of his own tribe. What do we need? Why does Hashem need it for? So, yes, it's true. There are two points in counting the Yidin. There is something that all the Yidin share. Everybody is equal, it's the same in a certain sense. We all have the same core essence as a Yid, and therefore we all are equal. 
and we all count as one. And for that, Moshe Rabbeinu was there for that, or Moshe and Aaron are there for that, to bring out the, the, the similarity where every Yid is equal in that sense, and that's why everybody's counted as one. Then there's another aspect to, to counting, which is we see every Yid with their own individual unique quality as well. Everybody has a different talent, everybody has a different way of serving Hashem, which in a general sense is divided into 12 paths, the 12 Shvatim. For that, if you want to focus on that, then that's why you need the leader of each Nasi to be there. But what do you need the Nasi to also be part of the general sense of equality between all the Yidin? For that, you have Moshe Menara. What do you need the Nasi along for that for? So to understand that, the, the Shalos says that why, Rashi says, why, do we, why does Hashem count the Yidin? To, to bring out how dear the Yidin are to Hashem. He keeps counting them. The Shalos explains a deeper meaning of it, which is that when you count something, it becomes distinct and it cannot be lost in the big picture. Generally saying, we say, that something is bottle barov. If you have many, many more times than a single thing, so then it becomes lost in the mixture, it loses its own personal identity, this uh, translates, let's say, to laws of kashras, where something non-kosher, a minuscule amount of something non-kosher fell into a big mixture of kosher. So we say that it loses its individuality, it's lost in the mixture, you can eat that food. But if it's a davish of which means, if the way we identify something is by counting each one individually, for instance, a dozen eggs, where each egg is counted individually, it's not like a pound of macaroni, where who knows how many macaronis there are, we don't care how many uh, there are, it's a pound. So there, macaronis get lost within each other, but eggs do not get lost in each other, because each one is counted separately. So when you count every yid, that means that a yid is not lost. Even though he could be one in a million, each one gets its, has its own individuality. That's the point of counting. So there are two ways in which this is expressed. In the earlier censuses, which happened in the Midbar earlier, the Yidin were counted as one homogenous group. We just want to know how many Yidin there are, 600,000 and plus a few. So that's what it was. But then they, never, they didn't count the Shvatim individually, separately. In this count, there was now going to be the Shvatim counted separately. We need to know how many are in each shade. So in the previous census, the counting was only to, to point to the, the, not the individuality of Yidin, but how every Yid has that core essence, which makes him equal to every other Yid, and everybody has equal value. That's the point of that count. In our parsha, we're now looking also to the individuality of each Yid, and that's why we need to know how many are in each Shevet, because in a general sense, that points to the individuality of that Shevet, as opposed to the other Shvatim. If you look a little closer, you put it under a microscope, each Yid is actually an individual, and is also counted for their personal uh, qualities and so on. So if we're focusing on the individuality of every Yid, so then why is every Yid counted only as one? Then you would expect that somebody who has super qualities should be counted as more than one. He's va more valuable than somebody that has very little quality or no qualities. So how come everybody's counted as one if we're focusing on individual qualities? The answer is, the reason we are interested in counting each one's qualities and at the same time everybody counts only as one is because 
when we look at a Yid and see their individual quality or the Shevet and see its individual qualities, it's not about how that Shevet is different from everybody else or how that Yid is different than everyone else. It's about what does that Yid contribute or that Shevet contribute to the symphony of what is called Claudius Yisrael. We need all kinds of players in order to make the great Claudius Yisrael. Just like a body needs a head and a brain, and it also needs a foot and a leg. Each one plays their role, and each one is important to the body. And when we focus on the individual Yidin, it's to say, what are they contributing to the big picture of what is Claudius Yisrael? That's why it brings together. We look at the individual, but it's still only worth one. It has a value of one because in the end, it's not about him as an individual. It's about what is he contributing to Klal Yisrael to make the Klal Yisrael what it needs to be. That's why everybody plays an equal role. And that's why the Nesim, even though they have to be there to count their individual shavit, but the point of the count of each individual shevet is just to show how it's a part of the entire Klal Yisrael. That's why the Nesim had to represent Klal Yisrael, to br- not just their individual shevet, in order to bring out this, um, what would seem to be opposites in what we're trying to accomplish by the senses. We look at the individual, but only as he is a part of the Klal Yisrael, and that's why the Nesim were elevated to become the leaders of Klal Yisrael, not just of their individual shevet.